Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder the Psalms. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 28. The book of Psalms, found in the middle of our Bibles, is actually a collection of songs broken up into five books. Book one, called the Genesis Psalms, are the Psalms of Creation the fall of man, promised redemption, and becoming redeemed by God. Most of them were written by King David, although Psalm 1 has an unknown author. What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. But how different are the wicked? They are like chaff blown away by the wind. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long, for they have no part with those who walk in truth. But how different it is for the righteous! The Lord embraces their paths as they move forward, while the way of the wicked leads only to doom. Let's begin with the word delight as Psalm 1 begins here. Delight is such a sweet word. It's winter in Michigan as I look out my window. The snowflakes are gently falling and making our world so white. Snow, even after all of my life in Michigan, still delights me. The psalmist begins here with what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. What have you delighted in lately? The idea that this entire book of books begins with a statement that delight comes from walking in the ways of the Lord matters. I wonder if the author of Psalm 1 is giving us a hint at the kind of people that have written the words to follow as he sets up the rest of the book to come. There is delight in following God's ways, in not walking in step with the wicked, or sharing the sinner's way, or sitting in a scorner's seat. And I think we would agree that this makes sense. We wouldn't hang out with the wicked or share their sinner's ways on purpose, but that scorner seat, that's a little harder. The author continues, 
His passion is to be true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the word of God. Okay, the author states that those that delight in the Lord have a passion about God's word and meditate on it day and night. It brings to mind these questions. What am I passionate about? What do I meditate on? Meditating in this case is pondering, personalizing, and practicing the truths of Scripture. It's not just pondering, it's taking it in for yourself and applying those truths in your life. So what are you passionate about? What do you actually meditate on? Scrolling through news feeds, quotes from authors on your Instagram, other social media posts, or maybe for you, you think more about what others are thinking. I mean, what occupies your mind throughout the day? I know people that are passionate about health and fitness, or mental health, or history, or birds. In fact, they spend much of their time meditating on it and can quote facts and details all day long. And learning these great facts affects how they live their lives. This isn't a bad thing. It just makes me wonder, do we do the same for the Word of God? In verse 3, the author continues, He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, he being the righteous one who walks with God. Standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. There's something about trees. They fascinate me. In fact, I have pictures of them all over my office. The majesty of the redwoods in California, the mystery of the forests in the Pacific Northwest, and the endless green pines of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Each are so different and yet so wonderful in their own ways. As the snow falls today, I can see the skeleton of the trees in my backyard, the lacy branches intersecting with each other as they wait for spring. It's a different kind of beauty than the fall colors or spring buds. It's quiet, awaiting, with a blanket adorning the barrenness. The intersecting of the branches are much like the verses in Scripture different, yet the same as they intersect and confirm the truths of each other. These verses in Psalm 1 use the image of a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted, bearing fruit in season, and these images are echoed throughout God's Word. Let's take a moment and ponder a few of them. You are created by God's design. 
Isaiah 64, 8 tells us that we are like clay and you are our potter. Each of us is the creative artistic work of your hands. 1 Peter 2, 9 For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. You can stand firm like a strong tree. Ephesians 6, 13 Put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then... After the battle, you will still be standing firm. 1 Corinthians 16.13 Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. You have roots that are planted by His living water. Jeremiah 17.8 They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Colossians 2, 7 Your spiritual roots go deeply into His life as you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way. For you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to Him. You are able to bear fruit in every season. Galatians 5 tells us that the fruit we bear is love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, and goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. In John 15, Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. The refreshment of His water, the armor and fruit given by the Holy Spirit, with these we are able to stand firm against the challenges mentioned in verse 1 of Psalm 1, the influence of wicked, the snare of sinners, the pull of scorners that surround us. Yet the psalm also tells us that the lives of the wicked will be very different. They will be blown away by the wind. They won't have roots that stand fast in adversity. They will change as the wind changes. Our psalmist has laid out two ways to live, reminding us that we do have a choice. The psalms are full of praise and lament, questions, and worship. There is the reality that life is hard, 
that God is mysterious, and yet God is also good. Jesus said in Luke 6, A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. So how's your tree? Are your roots being watered? Is the fruit on your branches ripening? What are you meditating on? Two roads converged in a wood, and I, I took the Jesus road less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Amen.